Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast, powered by Self Recoding, world-class consulting and coaching services that you can access at selfrecoding.com. Self Recoding is a unique blend of neurohealing modalities that will empower you to reach your full potential. Join thousands of others who have experienced rapid results in their journey of personal growth. Now enjoy our show where we bring you tools for a powerful mind with your hosts, Cassie Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome back to Season 8 of Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution, the podcast that gives you tools for a powerful mind. I'm Kathy Tate, your host from Down Under. With me, as always, your host from up there, Daisy Papp. Hi, Daisy. Hi, my dear friend, super absolutely appreciated podcast partner Down Under How's the future? I ask you that because once a week, I just like asking you that. <laughs> the future is cold, but good. <laughs> it is winter here, of course, in the Southern Hemisphere. Nearly spring, though, so we're all holding out for that. That's good. I think the Floridians where I live might appreciate a little bit of a breeze that is fresh and a little cooler, but we are almost there in fall and temperatures will drop shortly. So what's up your sleeve now that it's cold? It's literally that you have it up your sleeves. Well, I have a good one today, Daisy. We're titled Meeting of the Minds. And what I want to talk about is communication in relationships, especially between men and women, because I feel like that is a common place where we slip up and where we could improve our relationships. And it's my understanding that male or masculine brains and female or feminine brains think quite differently. We touched on that last week. And I know that this information would certainly have helped me in my relationships in the past. And so I thought we'd have a chat about that today. Okay, as you wish. Well, how long do you want the episode to be? Because I can keep it very <laughs> short. It's almost <laughs> like comparable to a Mac and a PC. There is no compatibility, period. <laughs> <laughs> That's how short I could keep it. <laughs> Nevertheless, the good news is that we can build bridges. And most likely that's what you're referring to. I love it. Oh, what a great analogy, the Mac and the PC. There are Mac lovers and there are PC lovers, and I'm definitely the latter. <laughs> yes, let's build some bridges. Let's show our listeners how to build some bridges because I think that there are millions, well, there are billions of us on the planet, billions of us in relationships, and billions of us getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's build some bridges, help more of us get it right. Well, I think it's really admirable when we look at it this way, that it's really billions of people. And I consider myself having it had a lot of times not right, but who am I to judge what's right, what's wrong? So I want to move away from the judgment, right or wrong. I think it is a better way or a healthier way to look at it, what works and what doesn't work so fine And continuing what doesn't work so fine is based on Albert Einstein, who was apparently a bright mind, that he said it's insanity that when we're expecting a different outcome, although we do the same over and over again. 
So I think there are some basic understanding that we can generalize, although I really do not like generalizing and I usually don't. I make an exception here for you and for our listeners. And I'm still not generalizing, but I want to rather refer to it as the majority of the masculine brain and the majority of the feminine brain. Now, of course, the upbringing in most cultures is very different from a girl than from a boy. So therefore, they are conditioned in different ways. And also, we have this instinctive, inherited and innate tendency. Because yes, the girls or then the feminine or the female brain, as we also can refer to it, we are more nurturing. I say we because you and I, we are two females right here of the species conversing about that. And the male of the species was more about hunting and protecting. Now, because for thousands of years it was that way, I think that it's not really possible to outgrow that totally. The tendencies that we have innate and inherited and conditioned are here to be unconditioned and transformed so that we as a species and members of the species of the one human family can live more contented relationships. And there are ways and there are very simple rules that are easy to understand, so I think. Yeah, I think that is a great starting place because traditionally our brains were wired in a way to keep us alive. Mm. And the female's role was to have the babies and bring the babies up. And the male's role was to protect the female and the babies. Mm. And of course it was that way back when the world was a much more dangerous place. Now in today's society, it's very different to how it used to be in terms of needing a male to protect the family perhaps isn't as necessary as it once was. We are also seeing a lot more single parent families than ever before, I think. And I think that you're right as well about the conditioning. And even to this day, that still exists in a lot of cultures, despite the modern world being what it is. So yes, let's give our listeners some guidelines, if you will, or some inspiration to modernize the way we think about the feminine and masculine roles. Mm, Yes, let's do that. I'd like to circle back, if I heard you correctly, what I heard you say was that the world back then was much more dangerous than it is today. Well, it depends on from which aspect we're observing, because I do believe that there are many more dangers now than we had back in the days, because back in the days it was maybe a dangerous animal or it was maybe another tribe trying to go into territory. Nothing changed in regards of that, but we have also so many more stimuli. And due to the more stimuli, the dangers also change. For example, I consider social media as dangerous, especially for the youngsters and the youth. And it's rather distracting. And I think it also takes away from the focus what really matters. And that is the presence, which is the present. So basic idea, I think, and without generalizing. So please, dear listeners, if you do not fall into one of these categories that I'm mentioning here, then keep on listening because you can learn of those who belong into these categories. Let's circle back to the very beginning. When those who have a more masculine brain have a problem, they most likely tendency, they go back into silence 
into thinking modus while they're trying to figure out a solution. And then once they have a solution, then they come up and it is already for them enough to have a solution without even acting upon it because for them it's already, okay, check mark, done. Now, the more feminine brain is more likely to solution talk, meaning they think out loud while they are trying to figure out a solution and they do that lovingly and very practically and frequently amongst other female brainers. Because then they chit-chat and oftentimes, let's say for a masculine brainer, it may sound like, what are they talking about? It's so obvious. Well, maybe they already got <laughs> the solution in their mind. By the way, the masculine brain has a tendency to listen maximum four minutes because based on their experience and how they are wired, it cannot take possibly longer than four minutes to find a solution. And then the masculine brain likes to really present that, hey, duh, but she or the feminine brain is still in the think-talk modus, so still is chit-chatting, and all she wants is silencio from the other part and big ears or another female brain conversationalist with whom they can brainstorm. Now, the female brain is very much annoyed most of the time when he, the masculine brain, comes with a solution maximum four minutes later because all she wants is, hey, listen to me. So you don't care because you don't listen to me. So then there is an assumption jumping in and a projection and that's almost cause of divorce in some cases. Mm -hmm. So now when we start understanding ourselves better and into which category do I more likely fall, when I understand myself better, then I can also realize the downfalls where I'm going off or where any conversation is going off or starting to go off. Now, that is applicable on both ends of the spectrum, the more masculine brain and the more feminine brain. Just a reminder from last session, we are a makeup of both. There is no such thing, 100% masculine brain, 100% feminine brain. doesn't exist. Not to my knowledge and not to those knowledges that I listen to and I give high applause to or high admiration based on their knowledge. Well, that's super interesting that they've got a maximum amount of four minutes on average. That makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> Rings a bell when you revisit your past, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it does. And it's certainly common in my experience that women like to talk things out and, as you say, brainstorm. And I think that's a very powerful tool to assess possible solutions and perhaps even think of solutions that you on your own may not have come up with. And so maybe that's some good advice to the masculine brains that just because they came up with a solution in their silent, lotted time doesn't mean to say it's the only solution that exists and they could benefit from being part of a brainstorm or at least looking at some of the various outcomes that evolved from a brainstorm. And so I think both sides have something to gain there that is to their benefit. But I think the most important thing that you mentioned is that this is where miscommunication trips us up because we come in with those assumptions that I've already found the answer, what are you still talking for? <laughs> and then the other side of it is, why won't you listen to me? You don't care. Mm. And I can see that's the point where it all goes wrong. <laughs> yes, because both of them feel misunderstood because he, yeah. the masculine brain, truly wants to help. And she truly 
the feminine brain wants to be listened to. Now, I think I heard a little tendency out there in your last few sentences that maybe it could be a good suggestion for the masculine brain to listen at times or maybe more often to the feminine brain suggestions. Well, that's considered solicitation. Now, let me speak a little bit about body language. When a masculine brain, let's say, who is embodied in a male of the species, needs to think all by himself, and let's say he walks into a bar, and he walks in there, his buddies are all playing pool, and he just goes straight to the bar and has his deep, silent conversation with a glass of scotch or the beer. All the other men, they already notice, aha, he is in thinking modus, do not disturb. So other masculine brains get that message. Female brains totally ignore that because then they take it on themselves. They believe that they are the center of the universe and he must be the satellite of all satellites. And why is he not coming to her? Because her helper syndrome is on high alert because she must help. Now, let's say when he walks into a bar and he goes over there to his buddies, then all the buddies know, oh, okay, so he's open to talk and let's discuss matters or let's be silent together. Let's laugh. Let's play pool or let's play cards or darts, whatever is up on their minds or on their agenda. Now, try to do that as a female, female meaning feminine brain. You walk into a bar and let's say there are other feminine brainers and you walk in straight to the bar, to the counter, order a drink and you want to be in your silence and you have your deep looking conversation with a glass of something that's there in front of you. All the others will be over you, the female brainers, right? The feminine brainers. And they say, what's wrong with you? Now, when she is not willing to share with them, now the female, the feminine brainers, they now think, oh, she doesn't trust us. Wow. And then the next drama breaks off. Now, here's another miscommunication that oftentimes happens. He comes home from whatever, from the soccer game, from the baseball game, from work, from a funeral, whatever that might be. He walks home, he wants to have his alone time because he's in thinking mode, because he didn't figure it out yet. And then he goes there and he takes his paper or, and he takes the remote control, which is actually also signal signaling of I'm now in control. <laughs> and she says, hi, honey, how was your day? All right, his answer. And then she's, oh, well, but I noticed that something's off. Why don't you tell me? So again comes the helper syndrome and she wants to help because that's innate in her. He only wants to think. And the male, the masculine brainers, they have the capacity to not think at all at times, which for the female or the feminine brain is almost unthinkable. So when he says it was all right, now she may think, oh, he's not telling me the truth. He doesn't trust me. So she calls up other femaleers, feminine brains. She says, he just came home and he's there with his remote control and the paper. And he's not talking to me. Now, the other female thinker, feminine brainer, thinks, oh, wow, there must be something wrong. Why? Because she then thinks just alike and wants to support the other thinking out loud thinker. And then the drama becomes bigger and bigger instead of leave him alone. And I refer back to the man cave. We did an episode on that, I think, two and a half years ago or maybe two years ago. I forgot when it was. But one of these days we did. <laughs> so I think it is very important that both the more masculine brainers and the more feminine brainers start understanding themselves 
and have a great giggle about yourself because it's not that serious. And once you understand yourself, then you will have maybe the curiosity to start understanding the other end of the spectrum. That's how we build bridges. Because when you look at me, let's say this way, and now I think, oh, so now she doesn't trust me or now she has something mean against me. So these projections and assumptions and guessing and mind reading is not helpful for anyone. Now, another thing I think is important to mention here that the masculine brain is rather, again, I'm not generalizing throughout this whole episode, but the masculine brain has the tendency to have an allergy. The allergy of tell me what you mean instead of speak with me through all sort of analogies because you see... Susan has a new tire on her car, reminding him that my tires need to be changed as well. When you want something from a masculine brain, say it out directly, ask kindly, and just wait what the response is. Instead of trying to find 25 ways that's annoying him, making him feel like he's in front of an unsolvable puzzle, poor dear, the brain functions differently. They cannot even relate. My Mac cannot possibly relate to your PC. I understand they are also on two different continents, but we need to find something that makes them compatible. Okay, so you're saying that the male brain or the masculine brain needs a direct question, direct request, direct statement in order to understand what you want. And opposed to that, the feminine brain, dot, 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 is more likely to circumvent the direction or the directness. That's also part of conditioning. Well, be nice and ask Uncle Joey, ask him nicely. When you ask him nicely, maybe then he's going to get you another ice cream. So that's part conditioning. Feels more manipulative. Yeah, feels like we've been conditioned to be manipulative, does it not? Yes, I truly appreciate that you dare to speak it out or say it out loud because I agree with you. But it's not meant to be manipulative. It's conditioned to get what you want more likely. Now, if the female brain understands more and faster and more likely and more precisely how to ask directly, there's no rudeness in it. Now, let's face it and let's go back to communication basics. It's only 7% words anyways. Communication as a whole is 7% words. 38% is tonality, 55% is body language. So when I say to you, hey, you were really an idiot today, honey, and I smile really sweet, comes across very differently when I said, hey, you were really an idiot. So it's the tone of my voice. I understand that our listeners cannot really see my body language at this moment, but maybe they can imagine and visualize. So when it's really only 7% words, when we as the female brain owners, and now comes the kick, I, by the way, offer workshops with the title from brain owner to brain user, very helpful for both the more masculine and the more feminine brain. So 7% is words. Yeah. What percent is body language? 38. 38 is body language. No, no, no. Tonality. <laughs> no, no. You almost caught me. 38% is tonality, tone of voice. And then 55 is body language. That's right. That's a huge amount, 55%. That's more than half of our communication prompts coming from body language. There you go. 
Wow. You can see now how texting is a brilliant way to miscommunicate, misunderstand, mm. direct highway towards that. Yes, because it has zero tonality and zero body language. Aha. Uh -huh. So you're left out of 100% communication with only seven. Good luck. And then it's abbreviated. <laughs> and you, <laughs> <As> well, <laughs> the reader then. And then emojied. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. And then the reader... To the rest of the text that's pixels on a screen, the reader gives tone to what they read. I have a cute little business card here from Bald and Blonde. And when I'm in a good mood, I can say, Bald and Blonde podcast, mindset evolution. When I'm in a bad mood, Bald and Blonde podcast, mindset evolution. So I'm giving tone to it. So that really minimizes the message to, I think, chances are that you're understood correctly Go and play the lottery. Although I'm not suggesting doing that, but you may have greater chances to bring the cow home. Yeah, I think that's super interesting. I was brought up with the old cliche, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's true. And that really drives home how important how you say it is when it's 38% of communication. But even more mind-blowing is that 55% body language And I think that we're probably not very careful with our body language either. Mm -mm. We do a lot of body language without thinking about it. A lot of it is instinctive and defensive, which can be also be interpreted in a negative way by the other person or people around you partaking in the discussion. And so these are all really interesting and important points, I think, to note when we are trying to reach this meeting of the minds. And I also love that you brought up that the feminine brain has a helper's syndrome. And although I don't think we'll go into it right now, perhaps we'll do an episode just on that because I think that's a bit fascinating too. <laughs> well, you're the one calling the episode, so you're free to do so. I think another note that comes with that, the helper syndrome, that it's also important to note where miscommunication, where the mismeeting of the brains also happens. I understand that's maybe not a word, but instead of mismatch, it's a mismeeting. So it's not meeting at all. They don't touch. So it comes from both sides, but they never really connect or meet. Is when the more female brain believes to have fallen in love with someone, it's a huge danger for her or for that feminine brain to fall in love with a project. And then she envisions and projects all sort of things. She's already seeing herself walking down the aisle. Once he's really going to dress up more likely and nicely, then he's going to change a little bit of his organizational habits because maybe he's a little sloppy usually. Maybe he's even a little messy or not so cleanly as my standards are. But oh, I can fix that because she's helper, right? Now, That's a huge problem. Why? Because the more masculine brain is more likely to accept what is. And they wanted to keep it this way. Don't change ever. Stay the way you are. I fell in love with you. You're okay for me. Check mark. Good to go. And fast forward a year later, she became misnagging. Why? Because he didn't change based to her illusions that she had as project in her mind. So let's work on this. Now we get you a little cleaner. Now we dress you up a little differently. We change a little bit bodies that you haven't hang out with. And by the way, I don't like your sports. Maybe you start playing golf instead. And he just feels totally devolved or emasculated. Why? Because he's no longer appreciated for who he is. Now, what does he do? 
He goes and fulfills that need to be seen as masculine somewhere else. The consequences, mm. I leave that up to the listeners, what they could possibly be from A to Z. Yeah, I feel like the masculine brain is more comfortable living in the present. I'm not sure if I can agree to that. I will think about that. Based on my praxis, I cannot agree upon that. Okay. Well, that was just what I drew from that last point that you made, that they're okay with how they are now. They're okay with the person they've met and how they are now. And they don't have this same need to change their partner. I agree on that. That, yes, when you define it or more express it more precisely, I can agree upon that. Hmm. Because when they say yes, once there's this old joke, poor dear old lady, she's there on her deathbed and she's totally saddened. And the husband comes there and holds her hands and he says, why, why are you so sad? Well, you never told me that you loved me. Yes, I did before I married you. And then she says, well, yeah, but well, ever since. Well, it's enough. I said it once. Nothing changed for me. That's a typical great example. It's a little exaggerated, but I think it's quite to the point and many can maybe relate to that. Both more feminine and more masculine brain. Yeah, really interesting. Well, I do think that out of this whole episode, I've come away with one certain fact, and that is to not have an expectation that the masculine feminine brains think the same. <laughs> <laughs> yes, although I add to that that expectations are a big uh-uh, because like in the TV shows when the big red X comes, wrong answer, because expectations lead to disappointment. They are the highway to disappointment. And actually only I can disappoint myself because I appointed something into my fantasy or into a future moment that then is not going to happen the way that I appointed it. And then I am disappointed. That's another whole episode. And I think we did that already. Yes, you're certainly right. And I don't encourage anybody to have expectations, but <laughs> I know people, they do have expectations. So don't expect the brains to think the same way and you won't be as disappointed. <laughs> yes. We would love your feedback on today's episode. We will be talking more about this over season eight. So please stay with us and please keep sharing our episodes with your family and friends. You can visit us at baldandblonde.live. Please, while you're there, go up to support us, buy us a cup of coffee, helps us stay on air. And as a final shout out to our major sponsor, Self Recoding, if you need some excellence coaching, that is the place to go, selfrecoding.com. We very appreciate you, Daisy, powering mindset evolution as always. Any final thoughts before we sign off for this episode? Yes, I think a good idea is to consider asking questions more often. Absolutely. Great advice. And the best way to get that meeting of the minds is to be curious and is to not make assumptions. And the answer to that is, of course, questions. Yeah. So let us know what you think of today's episode. That's it for us right now. We'll be talking to you again soon. We are Bold and Blonde. Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next time. 
Thank you for listening in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution Podcast. Please share our show with your family and friends. Together, we make this world a better place for you, for us, for future generations. When you need consulting or coaching, visit selfrecoding.com. Also, please remember to rate us five stars and leave a review and support us at baldandblonde.live. Talk to you soon.